You are listening to the fastest growing sports investing podcast in the world. If you're looking for no-nonsense, actionable sports investing information and insight, all geared to increase your bankroll, you've come to the right place. And now, the wait is over. Direct from the real MrACL.com, this is the ACL Pod featuring Cap'n Wags. I give you a C. And with that, we are back. The ACL Pod featuring the one and only Mr. Cap'n Wags. We are on Twitter, Instagram at the Real Mr. ACL at Cap'n Wags. The website therealmrACL.com or acl-sports.com. Both link up to the exact same place. Whichever your preference is, NFL Week 10, College Football Week 11. I say this every week, but it really is crazy that we're in Week 10 of the NFL season. Over halfway done. Wags, you ready to talk some football, man? College football rankings and, of course, the officiating on Monday Night Football. That was fun, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Real fun. Real fun uh, <laughs> for, um, yeah, for, for nobody except for that, that official who was able to. Tony Currency, you know, baby. Smile after he hip checks the player and, and gets the <laughs> no, you know, not the, a word no, from the no repercussions, nothing. You know, here, here we are. We're just, you know, imagine the other thing it happened the other way where a player <clears throat> hip checked the official. And what, what was even worse was that they called taunting. That's not taunting. That's a personal foul. Um, uh, hitting the referee or, or, or contact with the referee. They called taunting for, so they called taunting. This is what the, this is what Karini said. He called taunting before the hip check, the hip check. He claims had nothing to do with it. He called taunting because the guy went over and talked or made motions to the opposing. But he line. didn't. But, you know, right. we saw that. So you throw a flag when you're 100% certain of the call. You don't guess because you see somebody facing the other way. If you don't hear anything or see anything, you can't make assumptions that it happened and throw a flag. Uh, complete horseshit. <laughs> that said, I know it worked out for some, including us. We had the Bears. Yes, yes. No, absolutely. Plus seven, so, hey, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I mean, you know what? It's just, but it, it goes to the fact that the NFL officiating is just atrocious. This whole year has been terrible. It's been for several years. I feel like it's the same story over and over. And I give the officials the benefit of a doubt. Like they have one of the toughest jobs in sports. Something that they do great on is the sp- spotting of the ball. I used to think it was terrible, but the way that I, I've noticed, like where they come in on an angle and everybody says, oh, that's terrible. They're running to the point that they see where the ball was down. It's not that they're, they, they're at the point of where the ball is down and then they're moving forward or backwards. They're literally just running on a line to where they see that spot. So that said, yeah, I, I have no issue with, with a lot of what they do. But when they start throwing flags out of nowhere when they're assuming it and then they show in replay where it doesn't happen that way, you can only one, make one, you know, assumption at it that they assumed that it happened but it didn't you know because uh, it's just terrible if you don't see it you don't throw it that's it it's that simple words to live by for nfl officiating all right jumping right into college football rankings of course came out on tuesday georgia number one alabama two oregon three ohio state four cincinnati five michigan six (laughs) michigan state seven undefeated oklahoma still somehow eighth don't understand that um, look, I know some of this is going to sort itself out. Michigan, it's Ohio trash. State, Let's whatever. just call it how it is. What right do you now. think about it? 
It's trash. I mean, this ran, like I was fired up about the officiating. I'm even more fired up about this uh, college football playoff ranking. This is trash. Look, we may as well have my three-year-old daughter pick names out of a hat and just say, you know, <laughs> we, we have Georgia solidified as one, and then we'll throw eight teams in there and have the college play. You know, my daughter pick it out and just send it over to the college football playoff selection. Committee. Probably just it's as just, effective, right? Just, I mean, it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. The fact that you have an undefeated Oklahoma – behind five teams with a loss is just absurd. Now I get their schedule. hasn't been that great and they're starting to come into some games. So they, we should see them move up. But one of those teams in Oregon lost to the last place team in the PAC 12 North Stanford. How are they that high? Okay. Because they I, have the best, because I mean, they have the best win of the year, right? They have this the is best the win committee of the year. talking, not me. Talking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, of course. Two, you have a team in Michigan who just lost to Michigan state two weeks ago, 12, 13 days ago, whatever it is. And you have them ahead of the team that they lost to get out of here. And, and if that sets the precedent, right, where, you know, it doesn't matter about head to head, then how's Oregon ahead of Ohio state, Ohio state's been beating teams left and right. Oregon most recently lost to Stanford. So Ohio state should be ahead of Oregon, but yet, it doesn't matter because they're both in the playoff. Things will play itself out. Um, but if you want to have Bama 2, Ohio State and Oklahoma, in my opinion, need to be 3-4. There's no reason for it. Look, Oklahoma, they're going to have a lot of tests in front of them. I'm you know, not saying that they're going to be there eventually, but the fact that they're undefeated and five one-loss teams are in front of them and they're out of a Power 5 conference has to, has to be, you know, rectified i i mean they, they should be up there but you know to me the, this college football playoff committee needs to be investigated i mean that's it i really think they, i mean Tony it's just ridiculous who are they you know they get you know, five schmucks in a room who don't you know don't watch football and then they just check their bank account maybe to hey see Con- condoleezza rice was on Come the committee on. one year so yeah, yeah. well it's, there you go it's an interesting group. It's actually a little bit different this year. I don't think she's on it this year, but it's always sort of like random people. It, it's it's always strange to me that, that they literally have athletic department directors on this committee from these Power Five schools. And they say, right. oh, they're you know no bias at all, no no none, conflict none, bench. I mean, none, give me none. a break. Right. I mean, I mean it's it's obviously they're going to be biased. It's just natural human emotion if that's your employer. So right. I mean, I, I guess yeah. I don't get it. I mean, maybe they should have like five random people from around the world who've never watched college football, just watch college every game, watch every game, pay them for a four month window. Yeah. And very nice salary for for four months. Yeah. Yeah. But I, you know, I don't know what the solution is. I mean, obviously there's going to be some controversy, but some of the stuff that we've seen over the last two weeks has just been awful. I, you guys go check out. I tweeted out, um, on Thursday today, if you want to go check it out, they're up on my timeline. The look-ahead lines for the national championship game are out. So I tweeted out maybe seven rated of them. There's like 14 or 15 that are out. Um, and I'll, I'll just read off a couple here of the of the you know most likely ones. Georgia minus two versus Alabama. Georgia minus six versus Ohio State. Uh, Georgia minus 12 versus Oklahoma. Alabama minus four versus Ohio State. And Alabama minus 10 versus Oklahoma now, not to get all into the math and, and all that, but if you assume Georgia's going to get in to the playoff, um, in the semifinal game where they would most likely either have to play a Ohio State, an Oklahoma, Cincinnati, maybe even an Oregon, if you just kind of break down these numbers, they're going to be substantial favorites in that game. So what I, my, my point in saying that is you can go out there right now and get Georgia plus 100, minus 110 in that range to win the national title. 
to me, that actually makes a decent amount of sense. And there's some value on that based on the numbers that I'm seeing here, because the only the, the two shortest numbers for Georgia in the national title game would be versus Alabama, Georgia minus two. And the second one would be Georgia minus six versus Ohio State. And Alabama, as we've seen across the market, is around a pick them to even get into the, the college football playoff, right? A lot of people think if they lose Georgia in the SEC title game, Alabama's not going to get in. So if that's the case, the the shortest number that you're seeing would be Georgia minus six versus Ohio State. And if you have a Georgia minus 110 ticket in pocket going into that game, that's extreme value there. So, you know, people ask me all the time, futures, what do you think? That's really the only one, Georgia minus 110 plus 100 right now, that I'm seeing that has any kind of decent value right now. Yeah, no, absolutely. Look, I mean, anytime you get Georgia at even money right now to play, to, to win the national championship, if you can get it at plus 100, I would absolutely take it. I mean, you're assuming they're getting in. They're going to win that first game. And like you said, at worst, they're going to be a two-point favorite um, in that about, game. And it's weird because that team is pick them to even get in, meaning Alabama. Right, right, right. It's, exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, he, and the reason is, and here's a good question, SEC championship game, Georgia beats Alabama. Alabama now has two losses. Do they get in? I'm not convinced they get in. I think a lot of it will have to do with – is Oklahoma still undefeated? Is Cincinnati still undefeated? Absolutely. Is Oregon one loss? How bad did they right? lose to Georgia? Right. right. You know, was it 49 to 14 kind of thing? Then probably not. But right. there's a scenario I mean, I think where you Alabama's and I both see that game probably playing out in like some sort of like 23-20, yeah. 23-17. Close game. Yeah. yeah, close, low-scoring game. I mean, as you would expect with two really solid defenses and, and you know. Um, so, yeah, I mean – Look, if you can get that ticket, I'm, I'm in on it. So, yep. Not the worst bet in the world. A lot of people, as I said, have been DMing me, asking me about futures and whatnot. So uh, yep. everyone knows I have the Cincinnati 125-1 to 1 ticket. I don't think they're going to win the national title, but if they get to the Final Four, I can make a good, you know, nice nice chunk off that hedging it. But uh, just Absolutely. based on the numbers right now, minus 110 plus 100 on Georgia, value there. Uh, yeah, I, no, and look, and, and and just real quick on that, I mean, everybody knows that I keep pushing, you know, Oklahoma – um, you know, it's kind of no secret. I, I have two futures to win the national title. Georgia at eight to one. You were on Oklahoma, that preseason, man. Yep. And Oklahoma eight to one. Those yep. are both preseason plays that I have. And obviously I'm pushing and hoping that both Georgia and Oklahoma are in the final four. So, um, and you know what, if they're playing each other at eight to one, one of them's going to the national title, and I'll have a ticket. Best so. case for you, Georgia's the one seed. Oklahoma gets the three seed. Right, exactly. And then they meet in the finals. Right. Is, hey, it's possible. And then we, you sit back and enjoy a game for once. <laughs> right. Uh, Heisman Trophy, again, it's down to five guys. The market is telling you that. Bryce Young, still the favorite, two to one. I don't happen to agree with that, but that's what the market's been saying the last two, three weeks. Kenneth Walker, plus 400. CJ Stroud, plus 450. Caleb Williams, Plus 650, getting a lot of buzz. Caleb Williams now down to plus 650. Matt Corral, plus 650. I think he's done. I know you and I slightly disagree on that. But, uh, look, this Caleb Williams buzz is real, man. If he goes out has a big game uh, against Baylor, a game we'll talk about a little bit later, it's, it's you know, one of those things where we talked about weeks ago, you know, six, seven games, don't like his chances. But this is a, a media award. This is a award that's based on narrative. And if he comes in and sort of, quote, rescues, I don't know how much rescuing he would do. You know, when he came in, they were undefeated. But rescuing the offense and goes out and blows out Baylor, which is possible this weekend, 
that number's going to drop. I still think C.J. Stroud has a really good track. I think Kenneth Walker's chances might have evaporated last week. But um, for me, it's either Stroud or Caleb Williams at this point. Yeah, look, I don't disagree with, with your thought. Pro- There's two different thought processes here, right? And, and one is, okay, we're going to pick the best player on the best team. And the other, and how no, I tend to... not the best team. No, no, I, I agree. I agree. I'm not saying they're the... But my the other way just to think about it is, who is the player on the team that is most meaningful to the team? Who is that individual? Right. And my two guys, who, are, who I also think are not going to win, but do have a shot, are Corral and Kenneth Walker. These guys don't have the surrounding players that... Young has that Stroud has, right? These guys are, are you know, Kenneth Walker, particularly, you know, he, he, he is their offense. He has, you know, he's not in the position where he's the quarterback, where everybody else is the quarterback and, and is touching the ball every play, but he's the reason why Michigan State is Michigan State this year. He has been that guy. Without him, arguably Michigan State is 500, a 500 ball club. True. Now, and Corral, you know, same type of thing. He doesn't have the receivers that Strat has. He doesn't have the receivers that Young has. He's got receivers. They're good. Look, I'm not forgetting that A.J. Brown and um, Metcalf and, and, and some of these guys came out of Ole Miss. Like, these, these, they have talent there. Um, but he, he does it with his arm and his legs. He's a little bit different, um, which is why I like those two guys. And I see value in those two guys. So how is the committee going to vote? Who knows? I mean, if there's anything like the playoff committee, again, they're going to put names in a hat and that's how they're going to vote. But um, yeah, no, I think the value, like I don't like taking guys, you know, this far out because there's still several games left that don't have good value, right? At, at four to one, three and a half, four or five, six to one, I'm okay with. But, you know, taking somebody like Young at, what you know as low as plus 180 you know that's not something i'm willing to to do so you know that's kind of where i am I, i'm probably not playing the heisman yet um frankly yeah uh, i want to see how things play out and you know if it becomes a two-man race at the end you know i might i might play somebody um but you know I, i've played a few plays already far out and you know we'll see how they how, how the chips fall Big game for Matt Corral this weekend at home against A&M. It feels like to me, if he has any shot whatsoever, he has to win that game. Yeah, 100%. National TV game, top 10 team, really good defense, right? He has to show out. I know he's hurt ankle. It's sort of bummed him out a little bit for the last two weeks. But yeah. if he if he they go out and put up you know 17 points, he has two touchdowns, two picks, they lose by 10. It just feels like right. he's no, he, he's Yeah, I, I agree. You could cross him off the list. And, and that's probably why I'm kind of – you know, a little bit off of him, and and I understand that, but yeah, I think Kenneth Walker, though. I mean, this guy is is the team, and and they're yeah. one loss team, and ranked seventh in the nation for a team who preseason again. I was under their win total. Um, you know, ACL and I definitely kind of bumped heads on that one a little bit, um, but you know, he he's their team. He he's it to me. Um, and Stroud, obviously, look, this guy's a stud. Um, We'll see Caleb Williams. Yeah, he's going to have a huge test. Um, I think he's. I think he, I think he's going to put up some numbers this week. But the next you know, three games too. It's yeah, against, well, you know, we well, talked about it. It's tough. But if he can yep. win, go three and zero, put up numbers, he's definitely going to get the invite. Final three there. Yeah. No. No. I. I. I yeah. I think he's he's got a, a good shot, and I and I like. Look, this this is a tough game. I mean, but I, I think 
think we'll see a, him put up some numbers. I mean, I'm, I'm more worried about the defense in this game for them than I am for Oklahoma than I am about, um, you know, uh, Williams putting up the, the yep. big numbers. That's a number we'll break down a little bit more in detail later in the show. All right, moving over to the National Football League. Look, last week, talk survivor pools, money line parlays, whatever. I've heard, I've talked to two separate bookmakers who said it was their best week their best and their best NFL week, not of the year, ever, ever. And these are guys that have been in the business for 30 years. Best NFL week ever. You had the Bills go down as 14-point favorites. You had the Cowboys go down as 10-point favorites. You had the Rams go down as 7-point favorites. Um, Falcons beat the Saints. The Falcons, 6-7 point dogs winning outright. Just unbelievable carnage. Survivor pools go down. Pittsburgh, people who had Pittsburgh uh, make it to the next week. Um, but, yeah. Just one of those crazy, crazy weeks where, Wag, do you remember like two, I don't know, three or four weeks ago, I think the public had like two really, really good weeks in a row. Yes. And you had the bookmakers crying, oh, yeah, don't feel bad for us, blah, blah. And now, of course, sort of all goes back and they're talking about having their best week ever. Yeah. I mean, look, they they know. (laughs) You think the books do this by accident? Look, the public's always going to have a week or two here. They start feeling good. You know, they build up a little bit more of their bankroll to then start making bigger bets and lose. And this is exactly that type of situation. So this happens year after year. This happens all the time. We, we see the books lose and then they come back and crush everybody. OK, the public typically gets crushed. We know that. But um, yeah, look, it was a wild <laughs> it was a wild week finishing you know i think i finished just over 500 i mean the falcons and the broncos had them uh both up you know out, outright underdog winners we love that uh we were both also on the vikings plus six who almost also uh pulled away the win you also had the vikings team total over which hit early so you know that was great conversely you mentioned the rams i think we both had the titans yep. there um you no, know, but, no i, I teased the rams on to pick them Right, 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 right. Um, that's what I meant. Uh, we both had the Rams yep. um, teased. Loved, so, the, loved fading the spot for Tennessee. I didn't really. It, it was, was a great situation. It was a situational game for the Rams. It was more a bet against the Titans spot coming up that big divisional road game in Indy. Then having to go to West Coast. Right. You know, Derrick right. Henry mentality. Without, the, without the, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, that was, uh, you know, and I think a lot, a lot of people had that same mentality, right? But, and. Yeah, uh, Sunday night against the Rams after a big emotional win. Uh, yeah, and, and a, you know, a, a loss of Derrick Henry. It, it, everything aligned, right? The stars aligned perfectly for the Rams pick, and everybody was on the Rams, and that was a hot pick. And then, sure enough, Vrabel gets it done. Um, so kudos to kudos to the Titans, man. Yeah, speaking they're, of Mike They're having Vrabel, a season. Coach of the year, Oddswags. We have a new yes. favorite, Mike Vrabel, plus 275. Cliff Kingsbury, plus 425. Brandon Staley, plus 500. Wow. Mike Vrabel McCarthy. Up there, man. Here's the, the funniest part. <laughs> Mike McCarthy was the favorite to win. Yeah, Coach we of the talked year. about that last pot. Yeah, headed into last week. He was and I plus, said, absolutely you know, not. I'm not taking him. Now he's down to back down to 20 to 1. So. Yeah, right. It's, it's sort of those, like those people who took. Um, and I, I know a couple of them who took Sam, not me, but I know a couple of them who literally took Sam Darnold to win NFL MVP after week two. Incredible. And and you know what? We see this We see this every year, right? So every year, everybody jumps on the hot player, or hot coach, and, and they get cra- terrible lines. They get terrible odds. 
um, because, you know, it was bet down so much. And then all of a sudden, boom, one bad week and they go back up and you got some guy holding a ticket on five to one for X, Y, Z quarterback or coach. Uh, next thing you know, they're 20 to one. Just wait a week. Just get them at 20 to one. And then guess what? You're not buying at 20 to one anymore. No. Because, you know, and, and maybe there is value now on McCarthy because the Cowboys could and I look, there's never value on McCarthy, but you know what I'm saying? It could be <laughs> any other coach, you know? So yeah. look, when he goes down to 20 to one, it's kind of like the stock market, you know, <laughs> you buy and sell on the news. And uh, there we go. Buy low, so high on these guys, yes. guys, teams, players, whatever. It's all the same. Okay. Fishy line of the week time. What is this for new listeners? There's a game, maybe two, that we identify where the line just stinks. You look at it, it makes no sense. Is someone out? Am I missing something? What's going on? I believe we were 2-0 last week on the fishy line swags. Again, not that we're necessarily betting these guys, but it's just games that we're identifying to maybe potentially bet. Look at a little bit deeper. Am I missing something? Make sure something's going on. Is there reverse line movement, etc. So it's just a couple of games that, you know, sort of stand out, shall we say. For me, the fishy line. Don't do it. Was Don't do it. Don't do it. Your Don't do it, ACL. Miami Hurricanes. Oof. Only two and a half at Florida State. Now, wait a second. This is the Miami Hurricanes team. Preseason was nine and a half on season one total. The Hurricanes are now five and four. They're playing this game, obviously, to get into a bowl. They're winners of three straight games versus pretty decent teams, I would say. NC State pitted Pretty decent Tech. teams. Let good me teams. just tell you. Well, no, very good teams. Top 25 teams. <laughs> I noticed that NC State and Pitt, both teams that Miami beat, are in the playoff ranking top 25. So They'll probably both make the playoff, too. Final four teams. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They, anyway. they could have. But my daughter didn't get to those names uh, quick enough. So. <laughs> yeah. Look, the Hurricanes, they put up 31, 38, 33 points in those games. Uh, obviously, And, f- and, and lost the week before and put up 42. Yeah, that's right. They've been putting up numbers, man. Tyler Van Dyke rejuvenated this team since being inserted into the starting role. And as I said, this was a preseason top 10 team whose win total was 9.5. So this week, what, what what's going on? They go to Florida State, 3-6 and six Florida State, a team that lost to Jacksonville State earlier in the week, loses to two straight games to Clemson and then to NC State at home by double digits. Public perception on FSU could not be lower. Uh, and this line opens Miami minus 2.5. It was quickly bet up to minus 3, and then just as quickly, extremely strong resistance showed on the FSU side. Back down to 2.5. Money's been coming in on them all week. We all know how important this game is for recruiting within the state of Florida for, for, for both sides here. So for me, I think, and I've talked to some, you know, amateur type betters who looked at this and said, Miami, they've been putting up all these points. They've been looking much better. Preseason, good team. How is this line not seven? How is it not ten? Yet it's under a field goal and money keeps coming in on the Florida State. So for me, the line stinks. Take a look at it. Miami and Florida State on the FSU side plus two and a half. Yeah, no, I I, I happen to agree. Um, sadly, I, yeah, I just see this game and look I, I would see if you can get it to a three obviously obviously um, you prefer three than plus two and a half right but yeah no i mean i don't think it's gonna show look, you a you're, three. You're gonna have to you buy know up. no 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 you're gonna have to buy up but uh yeah van dyke putting up big numbers going up to doke though big rivalry game even though the, both teams are kind of off this year they have been off probably for several years but still a big rivalry game in state um so It'll be interesting to see if he can handle that. You know, they're going to be pumping that stupid song all the way, all over, every two seconds. Um, just make it stop. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I don't I, – I hate 
that that's the fishy line, but I don't disagree with you. Um, my fishy line of the week is five and four Boston College coming off a great win against Virginia Tech, 17-3, goes to play three and six Georgia Tech. And Georgia Tech is a two-point favorite. Now, you're basically saying that this game is even on a neutral field, which is not the case, and it shouldn't be the case at all. Um, why do I say even uh, if it's only two? Georgia Tech only gets about two, two-and-a-half points with their home field, quote-unquote, advantage. If they're lucky. Um, if they're, yeah, if they're lucky. That's so, being generous. Um, it, it's glaring to me, right? I mm-hmm. looked at this line. I would make Boston College at least three, maybe four here. I make them ten at home. Uh, maybe eight, you know, somewhere between eight and a half and 10. The fact that Georgia tech is favored actually opened three. It did get back down to two. Um, because obviously there, there's a lot of, uh, you know, I guess action, uh, for lack of a better term coming in on the five and four Boston college team. Um, but I'm going to take a, a close look, close, hard look at Georgia tech this week. Um, you know, laying the two, maybe in some sort of money line play. Um, but this, uh, this team's burned me before. So I, I don't think I'll be doing anything big on Georgia tech, but that's, that's my fishy line. And, and I definitely think, um, it, it's worth a look here. Definitely worth a look. I would, <clears throat> I would agree with that. That was one that stood out for me as well. Okay. 60 second speed round time. I asked Wags a series of questions. He asked me, me a series of questions just to get the information out there as fast as we possibly can give one word answers if you want wags or sort of expand it is up to you i will go first and ask you some questions you ready man i am let's do it right and the clock starting now the nfl mvp vote is today you have a vote who are you voting for man Hmm. tom brady's the by the way tom brady is the new favorite as of this week and he was yeah. on bye last week because everyone a, else off was so a bye. bad <laughs> off, a, off a loss and then off a bye off a loss and a bye the new favorite um, great, I, I was right? looking at that earlier I thought that was crazy <laughs> but I'm still going with Josh Allen um, even though they're coming coming off of a brain fart loss against Jacksonville um, look these types of games happen and I think this game I should have I should have been on it I think I got burned by Jacksonville the week before, but it was a great situational spot for them. Um, really more so against Buffalo, right? We see teams like this come out flat. Uh, Buffalo had the dolphins the week before they have the jets the week after you might say, well, both those teams suck. Why, you know, those are, those are division games. So, um, very important games to Buffalo. They, they probably just took Jacksonville for granted. Um, and sure enough, they come out with a brain fart game. And, um, you know, I think that all said, Josh Allen's having a tremendous year. Um, And other than this game, I think the Bills get back on track. And I see, um, you know, them doing really well here on out. And, uh, you know, for Josh Allen, he gets back on track and continues business as usual. Other than last week, you know, he's going to be in the top two or three. I mean, he was terrible last week. He's still the second favorite on the betting board, plus 350 right behind Tom Brady. So Exactly. A lot of love for him still. Okay, UMass plays Maine this weekend. Game of the weekend, obviously, Wags. UMass <laughs> and Maine. UMass season win total was one and a half. They have one win. So this is an important game for some, you might say. Will UMass beat Maine this weekend? The answer is no. They are not. <laughs> Maine is uh is it good. Yeah, no, they're they're not bad. They're uh they have some losses to really good teams. Um, they lost 41-14 on the road to Northern Illinois, who, who's a, a really solid team. I think Northern Illinois is something like 6 or 7-3. and three. 
Um, and they also beat some good FCS programs. UMass is really bad. I mean, they're, they're just not a good team. Um, and I think, you know, could UMass win? Yeah, I'm not saying that, but it's going to be a really good game. And I think Maine uh, plays up, and, and I think Maine actually beats UMass. All right, last question. There's two games here that I give you. You have to pick one, meaning one side of each game. So you have four options. Would you rather take Clemson minus 41 versus UConn? or the UConn side, or would you rather take Alabama minus 51 versus New Mexico State or the New Mexico State side? I will say this. One of these four options is on my client card this weekend. I'm not going to say which one, but I want to ah. get your thoughts. Of, of these two wow. games, yes. I, and I will games, say that side you I, I will say that neither one of us – I don't even know. So I, I haven't I talked hope, to you about it yet. I hope I don't I, – I really hope I don't pick <laughs> the opposite. And then so, – so be, be wary here. Okay. Um, I did. Let me think about this because I, I didn't really. Ha, I don't have these questions up front. Um, I want to put you on the spot, man. Clemson's giving forty-one versus UConn. The by the way, the Jim Mora led UConn yeah, Husky soon. I, I, you know what? What a hire! I, I know this is a sixty-second speed round. We're going to slow it down for a second, just what because. Jim <laughs> uh, Mora Jr. Not, not the playoff guy, by the way. It's a, it's his son. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. I just need to see who these teams are playing next week because um, I think that could be look-ahead look spots here. Wow, they both have pretty solid games next week. Um, UConn's really bad. Uh, Clemson's starting to turn the corner. Okay. Uh, I'd probably take Clemson minus the points. And I think originally my first instinct was definitely taking the, um, the favorites in, in both situations just because – a lot of points there, though. Um, yeah, I got, I'm going to take Clemson minus 41. Uh, mm-hmm. UConn really bad. Clemson starting to maybe turn the corner, so I can see this being a big game. But I will say Clemson plays at home next week uh, against Wake Forest, so obviously a huge look-ahead game there. And Alabama plays Arkansas next week, so um, another big matchup. So I can see potentially a, some sort of letdown spot. But Clemson. Saban likes to turn it on. Clemson's covered two in a row. Obviously, last week they beat Louisville, yep. and then the week before the easy, easy cover against Florida State. Yep. Which everyone, you know. Yep. yep. That, that last I had, I had, I did have Clemson last week. I mean, last week, the week before. I mean, obviously, if anybody follows my Twitter, I've been extremely hot. So just going to say that, say that out loud. Twenty-one and three in my last twenty-four. Uh, so obviously, I had Clemson last week in a, in a money line parlay. They won. Um, thankfully, that was a very tight scare at the end they were uh i think they had a, a goal line stand against louisville um yep. but anyway this 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 60 second speed round has turned into a <laughs> four minute snail round but all right you are you are we'll, off, uh, you are off the hot seat and i will say you said 21 and three in your last 24 college football plays right yes just want to make sure i heard that okay that's what I 21 and three yes that's about 90 percent. so <laughs> yes. in case anybody is listening and, and wants to get in on that you know where to go. The real MrACL.com. Yes, sir. All right. You're up. ACL, you are up. Let's you are it. on the hot seat. 60-second speed round. Here we go. If Mike White, yes, Mike White the of the New York Jets plays the rest of the season, and he plays really, really well mm-hmm. to great, do the Jets move Zach Wilson? I don't think they can move him yet. I think you got to wait a little bit. But the, I think the question is, do they start Mike White going forward? Say he plays great, they you know win a bunch of games going forward. What do you do? I, mean, I think the answer is they probably sign Mike White to be a backup 
and see what he can see what Zach Wilson does because if it's number two pick, you almost have to give him another year or so. But man, Mike White's looked pretty good. I, I yeah. hasten to say, if he didn't get hurt last week against the Colts, what would have happened? I think the Jets probably cover that game for sure. I don't know if they necessarily win, but uh, yeah, he's starting this week against Buffalo, getting 13 points at home. So. Yeah, my, my quick answer there is if I'm the Jets, I shop them both around and see yeah. what I can get. So you can get. And you just, you know, you either, you either take it or don't. I mean, maybe there's a, a big uh, offer there that you can't let down, whether it be Mike White or Zach Wilson. Can't argue with that. Offensive Rookie of the Year, Mac Jones or Jamar Chase? I've been on the Mac Jones train all year. I will continue to be on that. I know he's, he's as high as like plus 350 now. I still think it's a quarterback award. I could see Jamar Chase having a few stinker kind of games, two catches, 14 yards here, there, whatever. So actually at plus 350, I think there's significant value there. The Patriots are starting to turn it around. They've won two in a row on the road. I'm taking Mac Jones. All right. They got a big big uh, game this weekend, and defensive ends have been, uh, I guess, lit up and, and called, right, uh, on Mac Jones? Yep. Mac Jones to uh, – who he took down? Uh, yeah, he twist, Brent Burns, twist, right? Some ankles. Kurt, Kurt Angle ankle lock for the WWE fans out there. Yeah, it was, <laughs> uh, it was pre- a pretty interesting move there. He basically grabbed the guy's ankle, twisted it, and did it. Pretty Kurt messed angle, up. Brent lock. Burns. Yeah, yeah, great, great defensive play. Actually, one of my best defensive, uh, favorite defensive players in the NFL uh, for Carolina. Yep. Also mentioned that on our Carolina pod. Um, records aside. The best team in the NFC, Tampa Bay. Yep. End. Yeah. And Period. That's end. It. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the Aaron yeah, Rodgers led Packers soon. We'll see yeah. if he comes back. Yeah. No. It's it, it's Tampa Bay. Just from a power rankings perspective, if you have any teams, neutral fields, NFC, Tampa Bay is going to be favored. Yeah, absolutely. Favorite, so. Great, great defense. Great receivers. Guy, a quarterback we've all I think heard of maybe mm-hmm. a couple times in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. Could not agree more. Okay, moving on to two big games, one in college, one in the NFL. We'll start with college football. Oklahoma and Baylor, number eight, Oklahoma, visiting number 13, Baylor. Oklahoma Wags, currently a five-and-a-half-point favorite, total 61-and-a-half. Oklahoma, of course, controls their own fate, as we talked about, went out, and they will be going to the college football playoff despite being ranked eighth right now. Uh, they do come into this game off a bye and off a 52-21 to win versus Texas Tech prior to their bye. Baylor, on the other hand, Really continues to defy preseason expectations. They're seven and two already. They did drop a close one last week to TCU. I think that had a lot more to do with the TCU side. They were really playing hard for their coach, Kerry Patterson, who had just gotten fired. You really read that in the player quotes and all that. That was a big kind of get up game for for TCU there. Um, perhaps though, Baylor was also looking ahead a little bit to Oklahoma here. Uh, as far as the line movement, there was an early appetite for the dog here. So this line did open Oklahoma minus six. That didn't last all that long. It's now down five and a half pretty much across the market. Total has been bet down considerably as well from the opener. Under money pouring in. As I mentioned, we're down to 61 and a half. But this should be a good one, man. Uh, Oklahoma, as I said, basically having to hit a four-game money line parlay to get in, win their remaining three games and the Big 12 title game. And if they do, they're going to be undefeated and they're going to get a seat at the table for sure. Yeah, no doubt. And look, I'm honestly a little nervous here, um, you know, for any Oklahoma future ticket holder, right? Any of their futures to, to win, like myself, as I mentioned earlier. Um, Oklahoma's schedule this year, been subpar. I think they're like 85th overall in the nation, which, again, I mentioned, which might be the reason why they're eighth, um, which is just extremely ridiculous to me. Um, they've beaten everybody that they've uh, 
you know that you've put in front of them, um, and they face a very very tough Baylor team, uh, as you mentioned. You know, definitely exceeding expectations. Their running game is extremely good. I mean, this guy Abram Smith and Tristan Ebner, these two duos, Smith has three straight games, three straight games over 125 yards, averaging seven yards a carry. Um, I think if Baylor can stick to the grind, you know, grinding out the ball, stick to the run game against Oklahoma, um, they should be able to keep it close. And I think that's kind of why you're seeing, you know, that total tick down. I'm not the total, the, the, that opening line of six tick down, down to five and a half. I think it's going to be close. I think at the end of the game, it's going to be a one score game late. And, you know, does Oklahoma have the ball last and, and cover or not? And it's going to be, you know, maybe some sort of 34-30 game or, or something along those lines. But, um, yeah, I think it's going to be a great game. I'm very much looking forward to watching this game. And, obviously, uh, as a future um, holder of an Oklahoma to win it all, go national champion, go Sooners there. Um, and I'll be kind of – anxiously watching this game yes this obviously has a huge impact not only on Oklahoma but on many other teams <clears throat> who potentially could take Oklahoma's spot if they right. lose this and game. I'll, always in the back of my head the top I've, of the list. always in the back of the head I, I I always think like you know I I'm outraged about this them being ranked eighth but maybe somebody already knows something or, or something <coughs> like that where you know is is this, you know, is Baylor just going to beat Oklahoma? And then they're going to be like, well, we told you so. That's why we right. had a eighth, you know? And it's like, oh, but. Yeah, they definitely we'll have a tough ways to go, man. I mean, look, they're only, quote unquote, five and a half point favorites here on the road. So a yeah. loss here certainly would not be shocking. Okay, NFL game of the week. There's some candidates here, but I, I think we agree, Wags. Browns, Patriots. Uh, certainly a good one here Sunday afternoon. The five and four Browns visit the five and four Patriots. New England currently a one and a half point favorite total 45 and a half Patriots come into this one of course off back-to-back road wins versus the Chargers and Carolina the Browns however coming into this one off an outright underdog win themselves versus the Bengals in a huge divisional game last week uh this was their first game without Odell and look I I was on the Browns last week to me this was addition by subtraction not just on the field but for the team for the locker room you kind of read it in the player quote sometimes when you get rid of even a guy who has talent who's just bringing the team down, distraction, blah, blah, blah. Why aren't I getting the ball? It just has a massive effect that first game back, or sorry, that first game with that guy out on the whole team overall. And I think that's what you saw with, with Cleveland last week. Now, will we see that this week? A lot of guys say yes, because this line opened in, in many shops, Browns plus three, and we're down to Browns plus one and a half. I think a lot of that had to do with teaser liability as well. A lot of teasers getting through that three and that seven to the number 10 taking the seven-pointer books wanted to get rid of that as well so we have seen one and a half i this probably goes up a tick minus two but again you have to also factor in the whole teaser liability that books have to deal with there um i will say this going as far as as baker mayfield and cleveland's offense going from a zach taylor defensive scheme to a bill belichick defensive scheme is quite the extreme right uh going from zero to 100 if you will so have to factor that in as well, just who Baker's going to be going up against this weekend from a coaching perspective. Definitely. Look, I think this is a very tight defensive type of battle. I mean, I know the total's at 45, which I think is about right, but um, I think you have two of the great coaches. I'm not even going to say best, but I think they're great coaches um, yep. with, uh, you know, obviously Belichick and, and Stefanski. So, um, 
I really see this game going either way. Uh, both team and, and look, the line is obviously reflective of that. Um, but bo- both teams have kind of been up and down all year. Uh, the Browns, in my opinion, more so because of injuries. Even though, like you said, they lose Odell, it's going to help in the locker room. I, I agree with that um, for sure. And, and you'll you know maybe see the Browns start to kind of uh, pick up off of that and, and see some leadership emerge. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to this game. I, I think you know the Browns have been kind of waiting for this type of a matchup. And, and New England may be a little off, obviously, without Brady in the last couple of years. But... Um, you know, I still think there, there's definitely a highlight on this game this week. And, and you know, I think there's a lot of uh, playoff implications here. So uh, th- this one, this one's a huge game. Um, yeah, I agree with you. As far as the teaser liability, I think that's why you saw that um, that line come down a bit. You know, what was it? Three, two and a half. Now it's down to one, one and a half. Um, you know, usually the games don't end between one and two. So that's usually a reflection of, of the teaser. So, um yeah, uh, <laughs> it'll it'll be a fun game. It'll, I think it'll be a hard inning, and uh, curious to see if uh, they go after uh, Mac Jones. Yeah, the winner of this one all of a sudden really alive for division crown, especially the Patriots. You know, with Buffalo losing, Patriots win this game, they're right in it. So, lot to play for for both teams there. Okay, two hundred dollar site credit Monday Night Football contest time. I'm about to ask three questions. Whoever gets all three right, and the first person to get them all three right. All three right wins $200 in site credit to the real mysteryacl.com. No questions asked. Uh, we had a winner a couple weeks ago. We had a lot of close entries last week. One of the questions last week, of course, was who will score the first touchdown, and Najee Harris wound up scoring, and a lot of people had him. So whenever you know the person who, who who is supposed to, if you will, score the first touchdown gets it, a lot of people are alive. So here are the three questions this week, and, of course, just DM on Twitter or Instagram your answer to myself. Or lags. Question number one. Monday Night Football, Rams and 49ers. Pretty good game. Rams minus three and a half. Or are you taking the 49ers plus three and a half? Which side are you taking? Question two. Name the player who will score the first touchdown in the game. Question number three, Wags. Total number of touchdown passes by Matthew Stafford. The total number of touchdown passes by Matthew Stafford. Okay, get them in. Get them first. Get them all right. And you win 200 bucks in site credit. No questions asked. Good luck, everybody. Free play time wax yes i uh i actually have to before i get into the free play yeah i do have to say and correct myself being in hockey season and everything i think i referred to brian burns as brent burns who is a hockey player uh brian burns is actually uh the player whose knee got tweaked by mac jones um so I, I do want to point that out. So he is still one of my favorite defensive catch, players in the league. Catch. So, yeah, uh, I was like, wait a minute. That's why did I say Brent Burns? But, yeah, um, definitely uh, interested to see how that plays out. But free play. Back to it. I am taking Missouri. Yes, Missouri, who hasn't had a great year this year. I covered one game. Pick them against South Carolina. Yes, the South Carolina team that just – is coming off a huge, huge win against the Florida Gators, putting a smackdown on the Florida Gators. Um, you know, they were at home. I think we're going to see, you know, we, we've seen this year how emotional games impact the following week. And I think we're going to see that exactly play out here. I think, um, you know, that emotion of it, I think they got up. I think um, ev- nobody was giving South Carolina a chance. I mean, they were 20 20 and a half point dogs 
and they put a whooping on Florida. They had no reason really being 20-and-a-half-point dogs. I mean, they're both 4-and-4 four four teams. I mean, usually you'll see at most a 12-point, 11-and-a-half, something like that at home. I mean, it was just very, very interesting why that happened. But sure enough, Florida gets whooped. Um, hate to see that, right, ACL? Hate it. Hate it. But here we are. Missouri pick them. That's my free play. Take it. Be confident. Let's get that win. Yes, sir. Okay. My free play. I had another free play winner last week. Uh, Illinois plus 14 and a half at Minnesota. Illinois wound up winning outright in that game. So that was good. Free plays continue to be hot, and we will hopefully have another winner here for you guys. This week, I'm going to the ACC. I'm taking over 51 in Duke versus Virginia Tech. Over 51 in Duke versus Virginia Tech. Look, this dude defense has been just dreadful the last month. They've given up 54, 45, 48, 31, and 38 points for the last five games. And the reason I honestly think we're seeing a discounted price on this total only at 51 is because of what people saw Virginia Tech do last week. I mean, they scored just three points at BC. But that game was largely an outlier. There a lot of weird sort of fumble luck, red zone turnovers, et cetera, in that game. And they've been steadily improving on offense. They scored 26 and 36 in their their um, last two prior. And I, I just, I, from an X's and O's standpoint, I see advantages all over the field here for both teams against each other's secondary. So Virginia Tech should have their way. They should put up their points. Duke should have enough here um, to help this total as well. So we are going with Duke, Virginia Tech, over 51, readily available, minus 110 in the market. Good luck to us, everybody. Wags, college basketball is in full effect. Amazing couple of days here to start off. That's going. Yes. Hockey's going. NBA's going. College, football, NFL. I mean, it's just everything's going on right now. Yeah. No, everything's going on and everything's going well. I yes. mean, I feel like things are hot. We're doing really well. I mean, a couple of free plays hit uh, last couple of the first two days in college Famu, basketball. Famu, baby. Famu. So, yeah. Got to love that Famu play. Yeah. Um, had me nervous at the end a little bit. I sent you a text, ACL. I thought nervous. that game was going to get a little man. out of control. I also thought they were going to win the game uh, for most of that. So uh, we had two two games that ended up with that. Yep. Uh, we had a two both plus 16 and a halfs, both winners. Akron almost upset Ohio State. Akron should have won that, that bad. Should have. Give yeah, me yeah, Come on. Yeah, uh, look. We'll uh, take it. You know, That's why you play it to the end of the game. And uh, Ohio State sneaks one out. But, yeah, no, hockey's been hot. Um, college basketball, NBA, now with college and pro football. I mean, we are just uh, kind of clicking on all cylinders here, and uh, it's always good at the end of the year. We're getting that momentum. College bowl season. I was, you read my mind, man. You know what's around the yes. corner. Yes, yes. You know yes, how we yes. do in college bowls. Oh, man. <laughs> we, we, get, we, get to, we get to pay for everybody's uh, – Christmas gifts and, yes. and, and, and New Year's outings, if there are any. Hopefully things are starting to continue to, to excel and open back up. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I've been out and uh, even at, when I went to Georgia, I mean, it, it, was, it was normal. It was normal. Yeah. I mean, there was n- not a mask really in sight. Everybody's fine. Um, I'm not, not promoting anybody to go do that, you know, protect yourself, protect others, yada, yada, yada. But, um, you know. It, it, things seem to be starting to click. So uh, really excited, really excited for the rest of this football season and uh, beginning of uh, hockey and basketball. It's amazing. 
Check out the website. Every package is up. Every package price has been updated to reflect the number of games remaining in each season. So hit us up with any questions. Obviously, we're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. And, you know, look, any retweets of the pod, any five-star ratings you can give of the pod, any nice comments you can leave for the pod certainly helps us grow, and we definitely do appreciate that. And so, don't forget, get your answers into the podcast contest. Yeah, we want to give out some money again this weekend. Okay, for WAGS, I'm ACL. We will talk to you guys same time next week, and good luck in all your plays.